It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this Friday morning. Roger Bouchard here. I'm here on a Monday through Friday basis. And, um, and many times on Friday, I ask uh, Chris Boulay to accompany me. And he does. And he's available today. And uh, he'll be uh, helping me interview. Uh, who are we going to be uh, interviewing today, Mr. Boulay? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. We're going to be interviewing Representative Carlos E. Tobin, District 58. And he covers just Pawtucket. And he's the first vice chairman, House Committee on Veterans Affairs as he's a member of the Coast Guard Reserves, and also a member of the House Committee on Finance, which is extremely timely, timely and as you spoke this morning, uh, he's going to be a busy guy trying to figure out how to uh, fund our uh, state uh, with the coronavirus going on. And yes, and uh, short, uh, shortfalls in revenue, too, um, because the sales tax, which is a, a real funding uh, mechanism for the state of Rhode Island, you know, a lot of people are not... Um, um, those restaurant tabs, I mean, it's nice to go out and get a, a takeout order, but it might be $25 instead of eating in at $53. Uh, so uh, that wine and beer sales, uh, you know, is highly missed. Anyway, yeah, we'll be talking about that. We'll let him talk about that because he's on the uh, House Finance Committee when he gets here. Let's check in with Mr. Uh, Mr. Martin over at Crossroads Real Estate Group. Hello, Bob. How you doing over there? I'm fine, Roger, and yourself? Excellent. Welcome to our, uh, our program today. And um, so the, um, the business of uh, real estate, I'm, I'm not quite sure if that's untouched by, uh, by this, uh, whether somebody who wants a house is out there, you know, looking for a house. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that works. Um, well, you know, we're, we're being careful. We've curtailed our hours. We've got a sign on the door. Of course, we never have 25, 30 people in the, in the office at once. So um, I've got a couple of my more elderly um, agents that um, said that they really are not comfortable showing houses, and I totally understand that. So we're, we're doing it on an individual basis, um, and we're encouraging people to um, you know come in if they have to. But signing contracts and whatnot, we can also do electronically, so they can do from their homes. Um, Ironically, we, we we signed six contracts in the last two days, but it was all stuff that was in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, listings are down, and you know, I, if someone honestly asked me, I would encourage them not to put their house on the market right now because why invite people into the home? You may as well wait. Um, but uh, the big concern was, um, you know, can we continue to close on homes and whatnot? Um, well, maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe what I should do is give you our question of the day because I okay. think it's right down that line. Right. And, and I'm, I'm really not surprised to uh, see a question like this. Uh, Mr. Martin, it says, my house is under contract and I'm purchasing another house. Will the coronavirus stop the sales? Um, we've made much progress on that, and I probably will not if it's, a, let's just put it, a, a, a normal sale. Uh, Monday, you know, everyone was, was beside themselves because when city halls close, you can't run titles, you can't record titles. If you can't record titles, people can't convey ownership. Um, the Woonsocket Fire Department is stopped doing smoke inspections as of uh, Monday. The Woonsocket Water Department will no longer come goes and does water readings. Uh, they'll do them in drive-by, but in Woonsocket. They, they want to see the meters, which requires them to go into the home. So um, it, it involved attorneys, title companies, and things that the title companies need to close. However, um, the title attorneys and mortgage companies have, um, have waived some requirements so that they're basically now, uh, if you go to a closing, they can mail in the deed rather than have to physically go and, and record it. The title companies are insuring what they call the gap, which is the period that the, from the time that you closed to getting it to town hall, if you will. So that was a, that was a, a biggie. Um, they will escrow money in lieu of getting a final water reading. Um, uh, one of the challenges is still getting a, 
smoke certificate. Um, the state fire marshal has um, come up with two solutions. One is to post some money, and that when the thing is over with, they will um, um, go in, and, and if it's not up to date, they'll use some of that money. Or a video can be taken of the home. Um, that kind of remains, um, at least for me, a bone of contention, because the as of yesterday, Woonsocket did not want to adopt to the 150, which requires a videotape of the home, taking down the smoke detector, videotaping it. And um, if, if, I may not be popular for saying this, but as I mentioned to the fire marshals, which are not the ones that made this directive, um, I said, well, so you guys don't want to go in, so you're going to make me go in? Because who else is going to take a, do a videotape of the home when you have tenants? So I believe that will get resolved as well. So um, things are slower, um, but people are making exceptions. I think that we realize that um, if all of real estate conveyances stop, mortgages stop, you're talking about revenue to the state, which is $4.60 a thousand on the transfer taxes. So if every closing stopped, you're really affecting people's lives. Um, they, can, um, they can close without groups. What they're doing is they're, they've told uh, mortgage companies, real estate agents to stay out. And in some cases, they're having the buyer and sellers come in separately. Um, and uh, are trying, but they can't really do that totally electronically. Uh, but they're minimizing contact that way. They're throwing away pens after closings. They're telling people to bring their own pens in. They're uh, sanitizing the conference rooms between closings. So, um, you know, we're just going to have to adapt. And I, I it will have, absolutely will have a slowdown effect. But those that are in, in the pipeline should be able to uh, close, if not on time, close to when they expected. How it's going to affect, you know, future sales, I think it will have a, a big impact because, um, you know, I'm not nuts about going into people's homes either, and, uh, and and they're not nuts about having people come in, and, and I, I'm sure listings will be lower. So uh, things are going to have, you know, get slowed up, but, um, you know, and like everyone else, we'll get to the other side of this, and uh, will survive. Depending on what industry or profession you're in, uh, it's having, uh, some it's a windfall for uh, Amazon and, uh, and certain kinds of businesses, and for others it is uh, like a tremendous, uh, it actually it threatens uh, the whole life of the business and whether it'll survive or not, and for others uh, an inconvenience, and uh, I guess it depends on what industry you're in. It's going to be a boom to liquor stores, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the front page of the call today, but that wasn't, that wasn't a surprise. Mm -hmm. When uh, people get laid off, business goes up. So, sure. uh, but uh, yeah, we we'll just have to all pitch in together and uh, do the best we can. Thank you, Mr. Martin. A pleasure, and stay safe, as they say. All right. Same to you, Raj. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bob Martin is with uh, the Crossroads Real Estate Group here in Woonsocket, and uh, when I say Woonsocket, I also mean Chapachet and Cumberland, as they have uh, auxiliary offices up there. And uh, their main office is at 329 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. Mr. Martin is broker-owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group. And he is our regular Friday guest at this time and answers uh, one of the real estate uh, questions of the day. I have a commercial to play, and our uh, guest is comfortably seated in the studio. He's got some uh, fresh coffee over there, supplied not by WNRI, but by Chris Boulay. Thank you, Chris. My pleasure. All right. Back in a moment. After this message. Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&M Laundromat. We wash, dry, and fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. And of course, you can use our top loads, front loads, and super load washes and do it yourself. And we can accommodate smaller, oversized loads. Enjoy the flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you wait. Commercial accounts are welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers of up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 50 pounds. M&N offers free pickup and delivery for seniors in the high-rises, nursing homes, and other housing complex. 10-pound minimum weight. Have a question? Call 769-9661. Husband and wife team of Matthew and Nell Vasnazian invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say, M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. 
right, let's get underway here on the Upfront program on this uh, Friday morning. So here's what we do on Fridays. Uh, we, um, uh, during the General Assembly session, we, uh, we have our, our guests come in from, from the districts uh, that serve the, the Northern Rhode Island area. <clears throat> and um, here in Woonsocket, that would be Representative Casey and Rep. Morin and Rep. Phillips and Senator Murray and Senator Pickard and and uh, who did we have? Uh, I I forgot uh, a couple of weeks ago from uh, North Springfield. Uh, uh, Thomas Paolino. Very good. Thank you for rescuing me on that one. <laughs> uh, so so uh, today was the day for uh, State Representative Casey, and uh, and from time to time his shift at the Woonsocket Fire Department falls right in line with our program, and uh, so uh, he is uh, nice enough to set up uh, what we call an auxiliary guest. And um, and this is um, this is the one that we have today, and we're happy to uh, to have him here because um, talking about the Rhode Island General Assembly and um, and how it's going to be affected, um, how, how our government is going to be affected by this whole uh, virus. Uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, let's begin with our um, our chief questioner here. And that is uh, Chris Boulay. Yes, again, our guest today is Ron Representative Carlos E. Tobone, District 58, Pawtucket, and also the Deputy Majority Leader. Welcome. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And Roger, I really appreciate it. Um, it's not a bad thing to come in, pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love having you here, too. There's so much going on. Obviously, uh, the General Assembly's shut down, but we also are dealing with this virus. And you, being on the Finance Committee, we were talking about that earlier this morning, how busy it is. And can you give us a sense of uh, what you guys are doing to get your handle on all of the budgetary concerns that are happening right now, which there's so many uh, uh, things going different directions, but if you could kind of summarize your thoughts. So, I mean, the first thing is, uh, before I was in there in 2008, we knew that at some point we'd hit a recession. Recessions are corrections in, in an economy. Um, this was a complete surprise. We are approaching our quarterly um, revenue estimate conference uh, come April. And it's supposed to give us an indication of where we are as a state as to the money that we have brought in, what we expect to have in you know, a certain amount of time to pay the bills. Well, that's all changed. And usually around this time, we are approaching a pretty good spot. But with the instant and sudden freeze that has occurred, not just in our cities and state, but across the country, the ramifications will be great. Um, I can't imagine that the the recovery will be quickly. We know that uh, if good things take time, so does an economy. And uh, we know that when something goes down, it goes down pretty quickly. Um, so it's the, the tough thing is that under normal circumstances, we tell people, go out, spend some money locally. Mm-hmm. But even right now, we're breaking the rules. We're, we're about three feet away, and we're supposed to be six feet away. <laughs> um, the... So it's a whole new world right now. And we don't know. A lot of people are saying, I think we're getting close to the bottom of this whole coronavirus and things are, you know, starting to ease off. But that's all speculative. Um, I know we'll get uh, into the program a little further into it with uh, the whole issue with the coronavirus. But um, just because it's easing in certain places doesn't mean it's going to happen here. Um, and, and because we need to, it, it's hard to monitor every single person and know what's going on. We do it based on um, large picture um, estimates. And we also, while things have eased in China, per se, uh, in, in the uh, province that it occurred, uh, we've also had like relapses. Mm-hmm. People who felt good and then they'd go out and then all of a sudden they'd get it again. So it's really hard to say. And the biggest fear right now is, you know, our elderly population and our children uh, because 
of mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they can't move, but if somebody brings things to them, they're kind of stuck. So that quarantine gets a little messed up. How do you think that the governor is handling this? I think she's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I, I, you know, I've always given her credit for taking bold moves, uh, but uh, there's been times where I, I think that she could have approached things differently. But I will tell you that I'm very proud and, uh, and happy of how she's done this. Some people might say, "Oh, she went to extreme measures." Well, what's what's extreme and what's not? And what I remind people in government, we actually have to make decisions. We can't be pundits. Mm-hmm. We can't be critics. We actually have to make a decision. We have to either press a button or, in her case, make executive decisions that will um, get in the middle of people's lives or plans. But in this case, I will say it's all for the right reason. And unless it hits home uh, or until it hits home, some people might... Uh, not be happy with it, but I think it's with time that we could look back and say, I'm glad she did all the things she's done and all the preventative measures. We talk about uh, well, income tax and sales tax. We rely on those heavily. Our third greatest one is uh, gambling. And Twin River completely shut down. Your, your thoughts on that? Third, third largest source of income, and it's kind of tough to pick that one back up. I'm not sure we're going to see a V-shape on that one. Uh, Prior to getting into the assembly, and one of the things that I talked about uh, when I ran against my, uh, the incumbent back when I did in 2010, uh, and and I started really looking at this, uh, was as we did the expansion on Twin River and gaming and and, uh, increased the dependency we had on gaming, I was concerned that maybe one day um, or in the future it would become that very consistent source of revenue that was based on a dream. And I believe that Twin River has a great outfit. Uh, it's done us well. But in circumstances like these, it's not their fault because we're, we are, we're, we will pay for this in different ways from income tax. People are, not everyone's working. Actually, uh, we, we have about 20,000 cases of unemployment right now. Um, and even though it's temporary, it's going to hit the coffers pretty hard. Uh, on top of that, um, you know, sales, people aren't going out to, to, to spend money. So uh, our sales tax, which every penny is worth roughly $140 million for us, uh, we do about a billion dollars in revenue through that means. We're going to be hurt with that. So we cannot pin it on Twin River or gaming uh, because all of our sources of revenue are being hit uh, equally. But um, it's it's one of those. It's one more area where we're hurting, um, and the. What would make up for this would be the the uh, uh, online sports uh, online gaming uh, that we had approved, but the, how it was structured, I don't even have it on my phone mm-hmm. because unless I'm going in that direction, I'm not going to go all the way to there and sign up. Yeah. I guess we could bet it when actually the sports are going to start, right? Well, and, that's, and then and then that's the other part. But I mean. We could be betting on sports somewhere else in the world where they might still be playing. But the bottom line is that I think that the inconvenience of having to go to sign up to a certain place, you know, we, there's a lot of rounders who, who wouldn't do it. And if we had tourists coming, much less. Uh, so anyway, long, the, the short of it is that uh, it's, I, I don't like to have uh, a, a dependency on a, a very specific revenue of sp- very specific way, mm-hmm. but um, we we can't put the blame on one sector because we're getting hit equally. Oh, and, and again, I wasn't putting the blame, kind of just acknowledging how dependent we are. There's an article by Catherine Gregg. Uh, it was posted yesterday. Officials huddle to mull the COVID-19 impact on Rhode Island finances. And again, a lot of the stuff... I always joke, we joke probably, you know, twice twice a month. Sometimes it'd be better if the General Assembly wouldn't meet, you know, talking about dogs eating in restaurants and balloons not being released. But this is real stuff in terms of the finances. So what are the thoughts about remote 
voting, um, what are you hearing, you know, being a key member of the Finance Committee, that's the one area right now that we've got to focus on. So what, what else are you hearing in terms of moving things forward? Still impacting it, but what information is there that we can change? We had the SBA leader uh, yesterday talking about giving low-income loans to restaurants and to other businesses being impacted, small businesses. But what are the things that can be done now um, to, to kind of mitigate things financially? Well, as, as the easing of the quarantine or the self-quarantines and all these freezes, as, as they become, um, you know, lessened or, uh, la uh, you know, just we, we start uh, easing out of them. It's important that people before you, when you start thinking of, okay, I'm, I have to buy something, your spending patterns, revisit them. And I, as when you talked about revenue earlier, income tax is our largest source of revenue. Number two is sales tax. Number three is um, is the gaming. And I always joke around and say number four would be loyalty. Uh, and and I say loyalty because uh, it, there's been estimates that we could, if Rhode Islanders actually spent money in Rhode Island, and, and what I mean by that is I live in Pawtucket, and a lot of people in Pawtucket go to Market Basket in Attleboro. That doesn't help our economy. Uh, so what I tell people is uh, first try to see your mom and pop store, the local mom and pop store. Second, uh, if you have to go uh, to a big box store or to the mall, you know, do that before you go online before you go to Massachusetts or over any of the borders to purchase your things. And the reason behind that is 45 cents on the dollar stays local when you purchase at a mom and pop versus 15 cents on the dollar if you buy at a big box store or at the mall and then 7 cents on the dollar if you buy on Amazon or online. So all these little things add up and we fund our government with cents at a time. Some of our listeners, if they were to call or they're probably thinking about it, um, sometimes we're the we're the victim, our own you know victims in the sense that higher um, gas tax, what have you, higher sales tax. So sometimes they'll say, "Well, yeah, I, that, Carlos, that in, in theory that's a great idea, except we make ourselves non-competitive many times." And I know you personally have done some stuff regarding getting rid of the of the tax on kegs and things like that, so it's not double tax. But sometimes we are our own uh, victims, and creating our own, you know, creating our own victimness. You know? I, I I agree. However, if if we seek out, uh, so hundreds of millions of dollars go literally right over the border, Pawtucket, Central mm -hmm. Falls, mm -hmm. but we're, um, I don't know about where people purchase things here in one socket, but I know that uh, Barrington in the east side is just as guilty by going to Seekonk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so th the bottom line is if you can explain to me how shopping just over the border, outside of being convenient, how shopping over the border benefits our economy, then I can tell you why um, we would have to bring up the gas tax and bring up fees because the money isn't there because the money's in Massachusetts. We continue to subsidize the best education system in the country, some of the best roads in the country, mm -hmm. some of the best infrastructure, and we even give them the money that, uh, that we need. We supply them the money that we need to, for them to uh, give Rhode Island companies incentives to move there. Mm -hmm. So... So when you say, oh, Rhode Island, we keep charging. Well, I, I don't believe in taxing our way out of things. I don't believe in putting a fee on everything. But at the end of the day, we have to pay the bills and we have to find the money somewhere. So if Rhode Islanders would exhaust every option in Rhode Island first and let's, wait, let's work for ways to disrupt, just like online disrupted us. Uh, or online disrupted big box stores and malls and big box stores and malls disrupted Main Street, let's find one more way to disrupt those uh, um, uh, patterns. Those patterns <laughs> uh, are, or those industries mm -hmm. to make sure that more money stays home and then I think the tide or the shift will begin. Mm -hmm. But remember, good things take time, as I said earlier. Mm -hmm. So the shift will be slow. Um, I'll leave it with this part. I tell people every day, every time I get a chance, we have 365 days to fund the government. You have 365 days to figure out how to spend your money at your will 
to help us pay for the government, right? To help us pay the bills. But if at the end of the year we're short, we send you an IOU and say, this is how much you need to send us now. So I tell people all the time, if you're going to... If, if you're going to have to give us the money anyway, why wouldn't you just find ways to spend it here and help us raise the revenue, right? Yeah. Because that means that if you purchase in Rhode Island, uh, you're going to have sales, more sales tax in Rhode Island. You're going to have more money circulating our system. That means that more people are going to get hired mm -hmm. and therefore more in personal income tax. Those things would begin to offset. Th that those revenues yeah. that we need. And, and, and again, not to play devil's advocate, but again, a typical Rhode Islander or a typical listener might say, well, there's 291 employees in the General Assembly who are non-representative. So do we have a spending problem or do we have a revenue problem? Now, you know what? That, that's, that's potatoes uh, at the end of the day. I, I, I get it. And, you know, I had a conversation with someone the other day and a smart individual, but who, who's very uh, sarcastic and they, they they feel like in their head everything's perfect and and you know what that's true uh you know i in, in my head i'm a legend uh, <laughs> but but at the end of the day when you're faced with having to make those decisions uh i i guarantee you one thing and i i speak for my colleagues as well in this one i know that some things might come off like he's he or she is in it for herself when they're up there but i believe that in our hearts, in my heart, and I believe my colleagues' hearts, when we make a decision, uh, we're, we're doing it for the right reason. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Rhode Island Representative Carlos Tobone, District 58, uh, All Pawtucket. And um, you're also the Deputy Majority Leader. So, again, you're pretty much tied into the leadership. Um, again, I don't know if I finished this question. Have they thought about... Um, Voting remotely, is that something to kind of move things along? Because there's also discussion about basically putting aside voting to, to move this along and handle the coronavirus. I, you know, it, everything right now is in the air. All the options are being considered. Um, but any, any decisions or anything that we do sets a precedent mm -hmm. for the future. And... You know, institutions like ours are also based in part um, by uh, history. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like at a shortage of words today. Well, what do, uh, what do you think about uh, using the rainy day fund? It's about $208 million. Is this a time that we tap that rainy day fund? Does this call for that? I, I think that it should definitely be uh, within consideration. That's what it's for, a <laughs> rainy day fund. I guess we're there, right? And, <laughs> and this is where Rhode Islanders, um, this is a decision made by the executives uh, at, and at the state level, but it's funded by people in Rhode Island. And if people in Rhode Island are hurting, then they should tap into their money. Uh, now we have to be prudent. We have to make sure that, uh, you know, $200 million takes a long time to put together, but it could go by very quickly. So we need to make sure that wherever we put that money, it's being done properly. And, and that just leads me to the point that I was saying earlier. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, if we gave Rhode Islanders a certain tax break, if we did this, if we gave them more money, um, we could better their lives and it would do this for the economy. And I always remind them, if we give them a stimulus check, if whatever we give them and they go spend it online or they go spend it in Massachusetts to buy their groceries, all they were were essentially a pass-through to enhance the, the purses of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that if we're, if we're putting this investment into our community, it's put back into the community and it begins to circulate in our communities because when you, just, when you disrupt that cycle, we essentially did nothing. We bettered your lives, but you didn't, you didn't put it back into your local economy. So it kind of just killed that initiative. It's break time, but um, my takeaway from uh, this segment, uh, Carlos, is that um, uh, the takeaway is that there are uh, three sources of uh, revenue, but the fourth source is that loyalty uh, that you have explained uh, very clearly to us. I, I get the message. Kind of never looked at it that way before, and your message resonates here, too, because um, where we're sitting in the studio... 
uh, our tower is about uh, 150 feet away, and that tower sits right on the Massachusetts border. We are neighbors to Bellingham and Blackstone and Millville and Franklin and have pretty much the same, uh, the same uh, I would say, uh, temptations that you do in Pawtucket with um, Seekonk and East Providence and North Attleboro and, and all those other, uh, uh, shall we say, retail opportunities. Back in a moment. Well, here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-384-95 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Just when the holidays are over and I think there's nothing more to think about financially. But then February and March always get me thinking about how i got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions. And I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more <sighs> relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha, certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. They are CPAs, certified public accountants. Good morning, Mr. Jeff. Good morning. We're talking about Park and Shop supermarkets in the notification at parkandshop.net. This morning says due to limited supplies caused by the coronavirus outbreak, they'll be temporarily suspending their weekly circulars. If you don't see it coming in your mailbox, that's why. They do plan to reinstate the circular as soon as possible. Meanwhile, I'll remind you that Park and Shop offers everyday double manufacturer coupons up to... 99 cents per coupon and you can go right to parkandshop.net and print your own coupons right from their website so if you're looking for some savings you can go and print some coupons remember double coupons up to 99 cents and if you're stuck home and you're looking for something to do different take a look through their recipe of the week pages where there's all great recipes from meats to pastas to salads to desserts that you can try right at home with ingredients bought at Park and Shop Supermarket, Main Street, Blackstone. And now it's time for a restaurant update. Uh, certain restaurants and establishments in the area and uh, unique uh, circumstances that they have in connection with them based on uh, the uh, virus uh, that uh, has interfered with uh, in-place dining, in-restaurant dining. Elm Street Pizza, for instance, is open every day. For takeout or delivery. And you can find Elm Street Pizza right there on Elm Street, of course. Full menu available. Call Sam and his very capable staff at 765-6000. Best pizza in town at Elm Street Pizza, 765-6000. Order now. Takeout and delivery available. When you're searching for places for food near you, try Applebee's to go or delivery. Order online or download the app and enjoy all your favorites from the comfort of your home. Applebee's will bring your order to your car curbside or deliver to your home. Take your pick. Applebee's Diamond Hill Road, Woonsocket. Visit us online at applebees.com. Fazzini's Restaurant on Diamond Hill Road is open for takeout today. And uh, you know what their number is? Well, I'm going to tell you because I'm such a nice guy. 401-597-5095. That's for Fazzini's Restaurant. And uh, their full menu is available. 401-597-5095. All little general stores are open for your convenience. And they're being cleaned constantly as uh, customers come and go 
for your protection. Everything you need a convenience store can offer you is right there at um, your little general uh, convenience stores. as one near you, as the old saying goes. And the Broster House Restaurant is open today and every day, seven days a week at 263 Pond Street. They're open for takeout, curbside pickup. And also we have local delivery service from the Broster House. And on Fridays we have a lot of nice seafood items. But, of course, you can get chicken. I mean, that's our specialty. Call ahead at 762-1717 and view our total menu online at BrosterHouseRI.com. Those are just a few of the restaurants operating here in the Woonsocket area. We give you a few at a time so that you know that you have lots of choices. And please support your local businesses as uh, they support us, as uh, Carlos was explaining on the percentages of uh, how much money goes back into the economy when you support a local business. This presentation has been presented by WNRI as a public service. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel, breaking news, right? And it isn't. Well, it's sort of local, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure I can continue with this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think uh, I think he's headed for a breakdown of some kind. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with finances. Yes. Five, Tom Brady's. Yes. <laughs> five, yeah. Five minutes ago, uh, the worst kept secret in the National Football League, Tom Brady announces he is signing with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That ought to make it interesting. So you were saying the other day, uh, the one of the toughest games to watch will be uh, New England against Tampa Bay. You don't know who you're rooting for. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> you think wanted to be a tie. Yeah, I wanted to be a tie. I think I think I'm going to. Oh, I know I'm going to have dual teams uh, next year: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. They both want them to go 16 and 0. So if somebody is just joining us now and uh, they hear uh, uh, this voice on the radio, uh, who are we uh, talking with today? And and we do have a call after you would do the introduction. Yes. Yeah, our special guest today is Rhode Island Rep. Representative Carlos E. E. Tobain, uh, Tobone, excuse me. Right, let's get it. Yes, right. Yes. District 58. He's all excited about Tom Brady here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so broken up. Hey, 20 years is 20 years. Yeah. District 58 of Pawtucket. And interestingly enough, you cover just Pawtucket. We have a lot of assembly members who cover multiple states. But um, do you want me to go there or do you want to take the call? Uh, let's grab the call. Yeah. And. Uh, and then, uh, then we'll go there. <laughs> right. Hello there. Could we have your uh, comment, please? Yes. Good morning. I'd like to ask him. I mean, you know, I support all local businesses mm-hmm. like many people do. Yeah. But, boy, I see some gouging going on that I can't believe. And uh-huh. you know what? I will not go back to them after this. Of I course. will go to another business within my community because I'm seeing them putting masking tape over items that should have been um, that were on sale, but the thing is, I- I'm sorry, uh, they've got the items there. So, what do you have to say about all of this going on? And it is going on. It is going on. I- I'm just very curious as to um, whether you, or not you know what to do in the case that you see this happening. Um, and that's it. That's my. And he's doing a good job. He's picking his words very carefully, but I can't blame him because with everything that's happening, right. <laughs> it's, it's really a tough place to be. So you're a very brave man coming in today. We'll throw that question at him. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. So what about price gouging and uh, and uh, unfair and uh, shall we say CD business practices? Well, first of all, ma'am, thank you so much for for listening and for uh, your kind words. Uh, in regards to price gouging. Uh, if, if we say, you know, don't kick someone while they're down, then I'm, I'm a little unfiltered sometimes and even animated. I, I won't use uh, certain words here on the show, but I will say it's BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just plain and simple. That should not be happening. People should not be taking advantage of this moment to fatten their purses. Uh, if you're a, a department store or a local uh, shop and, you know, you're afraid, so are we. And so are all the people that you've serviced, and, and your your loyalty and respect should go to your patrons who come in. So, uh, I, ma'am, I, I would say, and to all the listeners, uh, it, it's if if that place or, or, or certain places are doing that before you go elsewhere uh, ex- uh, or outside of uh, your city or your state exhaust every possibility. And I know that that might cost a little more in gas, but. Um, 
that's what Yelp and that's what all these different uh, apps are for. And start and put it out there. Let people know. Look, um, first of all, look for who's not doing that and actually is helping people during these tough times and uh, being respectful of the community they serve. Uh, and those who are being predators and taking advantage, then put them out there as well and, and, and let them suffer because it's just not fair. That's what happened in 1978 during the blizzard. There was a store on Park Avenue that quadrupled the price of eggs. Mm -hmm. And everyone kind of got together and they were out of business in, in a couple of weeks. It's not the time to do it. No. And sometimes there's uh, uh, justice there done. I remember that vividly. Absolutely. Let's grab one more call and then we'll get to... Uh then we'll get to the Pawtucket Renaissance. All right, hello. Hello. So, Carlos, you can tell you're part of the system because you think wasting taxpayers' money is potatoes. You know, I guarantee at the State House there's many, many people making six figures that do nothing, uh, spending millions of dollars on lunches. Uh, what else? Mariello hiring friends at the, uh, the dunk center for 80 grand bartenders. It's a, it's a disaster. It, and. Anybody that doesn't think so is, is, is fooling themselves. I do everything I can not to spend money in this state because I'm tired of giving my money for people that waste it. Okay. Anything else, uh, sir, before we... Uh, no. Okay. Well, I, no, no comment on that? Oh, oh, oh that's my fault. Um, uh, yes, he's ready to oh, comment. Oh, I'm happy to comment, yeah. sir, and, and I uh, appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts and views. Uh, in regards to part of the system, I know what I was getting myself into. And I know that I will not make everyone happy by what I do and what I say. Uh, if you don't spend here in Rhode Island, that's your choice. It's your prerogative. Um, in regards to when I say potatoes, um, no, no system is perfect. And uh, I know that. I go in there every day to work hard and do my best for my constituents, my community, and my state. I can promise you that. Uh, I know that the majority of the people will have a similar approach uh, and in regards to the decisions that are made up top, there's um, it's that's above my pay grade. I, we could do some stuff to uh, to regulate and to make sure that uh, we uh, th these things are, are, are not occurring. Uh, but the media also sensationalizes certain things, and they take it to uh, another level. Because well, they need they to make should. sure that they sell. Yeah, and, and, and look, as, as long should. as they're you're factual. Taking, well, you're taking it very lightly, just potatoes. This state is corrupt, and we know that. Every single state has right. an issue. Okay, right. every single highest, country the has. In the country. The roads are a mess. The roads are a disaster. I, I get people, you know, in the state house, that, you know, make a lot of money. They can buy a new car every two years. I can't. I, I work two jobs, and I look at these roads in the state, and then I see someone getting hired for for hundred thousand dollars. The state house—they're doing nothing. We know that. Uh, again, sir, I, I haven't done that audit. I would love to see where you got that information, uh, and. Um, that's common knowledge. Come on. Okay. Just, just well, don't, don't play around. No, no. Then, you know, uh, I, that's great. And we should have more specialists like you uh, come to, you know, you and, and help us. That's right. That, that's right. Do you something should, about it. You should swing Try by. Do something about it. All right. Well, I'm one of 75, and I, I promise you I do my best every day. Uh, but if you, uh, a person like you who happens to know more than most of us, um, should Listen, definitely stop come stop in. Stop with that, right? There. Really, stop okay. with that. We know what's going on. The state of you like the system the way it is because everybody gets something out of it, except the actual taxpayer. I, okay? I I apologize. I haven't gained additional because of that, but I, I really do appreciate your thoughts on this. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Um, you want to take another call? You want? Go right ahead. I, I need a, a little rest here. Yeah. No. Understood. Um, you represent Pawtucket, N not dissimilar to Winsocket, looking to reinvent themselves. We have Mayor Grebian, who's a good friend of ours. He's coming here, I think, I don't think, I know, uh, in mid-May. Um, you must work closely with him. There's a lot of exciting things going on, things that Winsocket is probably going to want to emulate in a few years. Can you talk about your involvement working with the mayor and some of the riverfront issues that are happening. Absolutely. I mean, this is an exciting time for Pawtucket and Rhode Island as a whole. Um, we uh, we are not a, a singular story. We make part of the biggest story of Rhode Island. And once upon a time, we set off this industrial revolution that put us on the map uh, as um, we, we, we 
we lived on our laurels for too long. And when industry left, it took us about 20 years to sort of hit us in the head and, and, and say, oh, wait, what happened uh, as a state? And, and Pawtucket uh, paid dearly for that. And so did Woonsocket and, and, and other, some of the other places because we, we lived off that money that was cycling out of, you know, this in the industrial era. So uh, suddenly Pawtucket is faced with threats and losses. So we, were, we had the threat of the Paw Sox and then eventual loss. We had the threat of Hasbro and uh, of leaving. And, and you know, we, we work hard every day to make sure that they stay not only in Rhode Island, but at their home in yep. Pawtucket. Uh, and... Uh, we lost Memorial, and that has uh, created, uh, you know, quite the situation locally for our, uh, you know, our expenditures on uh, emergency room uh, um, uh, transportation and, and things like that. Um, and it's changed that whole dynamic. And so Mayor Grebian has faced all these things, and he's faced it with humility and uh, also uh, with, he's, you know, there's no bigger cheerleader for our city. Um, he 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 inherited a city on the verge of bankruptcy. He made sure that that didn't occur. He did it very responsibly, and just as we thought that he was going to leave gracefully, uh, because he had done such great things, we started getting hit with all these losses. And I think that it's only fair that he sees through these great projects, including the four hundred million dollar uh, investment in the stadium, the uh, the indoor sports center, the hotel, all those things that is going to not just revive, but make Pawtucket a destination. A game changer. Absolutely. Uh, that's not to mention the uh, the train stop that's coming at the Pawtucket Central Falls border that's going to create a stop. And we don't, you know, at one win is our community right now that lives there. Mm -hmm. They will have the accessibility of not having to go to Providence or Attleboro, but they could actually walk to the station. But on the other hand, if we do this right, we will create a, a, an area that will attract people. And if we become a suburb of Boston and we become what northern New Jersey is to New York City, mm -hmm. if we become what uh, Maryland and Vir northern Virginia is to Washington, D.C., then we're also going to attract a population that has certain means. They will start investing locally and... Uh, be able to spruce up the area. Uh, there's a cautious, oh, we have to toe a line between, you know, the possibility of gentrification, but I think if it's thought out properly and we all come together and we have both the views, like the two callers, on the one hand, praising one thing, or, or uh, and on the other hand, the people who bring to light certain uh, uh, areas that we could do better, if we could do that, we're going to probably create a location that's going to, again, respect those who've withered the storm with us and attract that population that we need to increase our revenues and, uh, you know, uh, re reimagine what our economy could look like locally. You, you mentioned the poor socks. Not that we want to look in the rearview mirror, but Roger and I, are, I know I was consistently for letting them walk because of the price tag. And you hate to see them. I think they're around since 1972, um, but they've left. Uh, your thoughts? Obviously unfortunate, I, but it just seemed, you know, $90 million was a lot for AAA. The nostalgia, uh, I, I believe, was the biggest loss for all of us. Uh, the price tag uh, is, at the time, was speculative and, and yes, scary. Um, but I believe they could have handled it at the end a little more gracefully. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there was a, a, a big slap in the face to Mayor Grebian and everything he did. Uh, there were two negotiations going on at the same time toward the end. And I get, at, at, the end, at the end of the day, they are a business. And as much as we've helped them uh, in the past uh, and we felt that they were part of our fabric... They're a business, and they had to make a business decision. And Worcester took it over, and, and, and now they're paying dearly for that. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish them the best, and I wish them well, and I hope that um, they do well in the future. I joke around. I say Worcester is a dirty word in Pawtucket, but, mm -hmm. but the truth is that um, thank you. And in your best days in, in Pawtucket, I guess, are behind us. But um, I, I think that things happen for a reason. And we came out on top. Um, Worcester's definitely paying a little more than they were bargaining for. We'll grab one more call before we end the show as time is uh, 
creeping in on us. Your comments, please. Hello? Hello? Well, I have a question. Yes, we have about a minute. Go ahead. Supposing you know of a bar or restaurant that is open and is taking business and they're not supposed to, or is that mandatory or is that just voluntary? Are you talking about table service? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, That is a violation right now, and six restaurants in Providence uh, were penalized uh, in the last 24 hours. And if uh, you know of such a, a restaurant, you should call the Department of Health. What would you say, Rep? Uh, is that a, a good uh, answer? I, th- that's the best answer. I mean, the bottom line is we set these rules to protect you, mm-hmm. so just follow them. Right. So call the Department of Health and report them, and, um, and they will be dealt with. They'll lose their uh, ability to... Uh, uh, get their license so when it's time to reopen. And this is not about being mean to... This is not... This so is you wouldn't not, call the police? You well, you could call the, the police and they would call the health department, but it's the health department uh, that is uh, driving around. They, they actually have vehicles, uh, for instance, in Woonsocket yesterday, <coughs> checking on restaurants uh, and, um, and making sure that there is no table-side service. So they are monitoring it. Okay. Okay. Do you thank guys know the, the phone number? No, I don't have it offhand. No. Thank you for the call. I appreciate okay, it. Bye bye. As we as we wrap up here, there's a there's a two camps regarding raising income tax for the highest income earning people in Rhode Island. Uh, years ago, it was 9.99, but everyone had deductions at high income. They brought it down to 5.99. There's uh, there's a there's a split. And now they want to raise it to, I believe, 8.99 uh, for people who make over, say, $475,000. Your thoughts? I'm not a fan of uh, being Robin Hoods, as I call it. Take from the rich to give to the poor. Uh, there's this obscured idea that if you make 100000 you're rich. <laughs> that, that's not. That's still up, that's high upper middle class. Um, I don't want to penalize people for having success either. I believe that what we need to do is create the options to encourage people to spend locally, mm-hmm. and then that's going to circulate new money, new revenues, because the bottom line, as I said, loyalty. If you spend somewhere else, and that's been your spending pattern for a long time, when you start spending locally, it's going to be new revenue for us. Yeah, I have you have to interrupt. Been, We've yeah. run out of time okay. a long time ago. But thank, thank you for being with us thank today. You. Right. WNRI News so in Progress. Yeah.